Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen, but you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Welcome to Sex Talk and season three of our award-winning podcast. Now, those of you who follow me on social media will know that Zibby is not co-hosting the show anymore. Basically, she is busier than God and has about a million new projects and something had to give. So she won't be co-hosting the show, but I have a fantastic new co-host that I know you're just going to love because I already do. Her name is Kelsey Chittick. She is a writer. She is a speaker. She is a stand-up comic, which is the most impressive thing I have ever heard. I would rather eat my own head than I would do stand-up comedy. And there's something else that makes her special. She was widowed at the age of 40. So... Tell us that story, Kelsey, and welcome to the show. There's nothing like sex and death to get a podcast started. <laughs> I am so excited to be here. Honestly, I, like you mentioned, my husband passed away almost five years ago. And so I've spent a lot of time doing grief work and grief podcasts and talking about that type of stuff. And it's an honor to discuss those things. But along the way, obviously, my husband died when I was 40 and I hadn't gotten out much, if you know what I mean. And it just was the one of the gifts of grief was just me being able to get out and kind of date and explore and do things that I probably would have never done if I hadn't been in this situation. And so when this opportunity came up, I was so excited because this is what my girlfriends and I are talking about now. I think when you're in your 20s and 30s, you have a different view of sex. And now in your 40s and 50s, you are able to kind of enjoy it and talk about it. And so I'm very excited. My husband was the best he was one of the greatest men in the world, and that man loved sex so much that I know he is absolutely tuning in from wherever he is and so <laughs> thrilled that I am doing the things and talking about the things that we are going to. And I just love you. So this has turned out to be a real gift. It is. And also, can I just say, um, Kelsey's written a book called Second Half, Surviving Loss and Finding Magic in the Missing about her experience. And I have to warn you, I had to brace myself to read every bit of it because it's it's sort of, it's it, it's upsetting because you can't help but go, oh my God, how would I be if this was my partner? And I have to say, I'm filled with self-respect and admiration. I can also tell our listeners that Zippy was very shy when she was talking about sex. This one is not shy. 
Not in the slightest. So the show is going to be slightly different. It's going to be more open. It's going to be more honest. It's probably going to be a bit more provocative. And so on that note, let's get on with it. Question one from Kelsey. Now, can I just say, as as most of you know, all of our questions come from you, the listeners. They, you can submit your questions at sextalkpod.com and they're all anonymous, so we will never identify you. So tell us everything. everything. Okay. This first one I don't know anything about, so I already feel like I'm learning. And obviously, I'm going to try whatever it is because that's what I've committed to. Okay, here we go. First question. What's your view on vabbing? Does it really work to attract men? Can people tell what it is they're smelling? And wouldn't they be put off if they do figure it out? I'm already concerned. (laughs) I already feel like we're going in the wrong direction. No, we're going in the right direction. I'll tell you why, because everybody's talking about this. Do you know what it is, vabbing? No, I, I thought it was vaping, which I tell my kids not to do, but this is a whole nother thing I've got to tell them not to do. What in God's no, name? No, you're going to be telling them to do it. It's the okay. opposite. So babbing didn't used to be called this. It's been around forever. It is using your vaginal secretions as perfume. And I do, and I do mean dipping a finger inside your vagina and putting it on the pulse points, either your wrist or behind your ear. Now, this originally was said it would it would be an amazing way to attract, to drive people wild because of pheromones, because our bodily secretions have their pheromones in them. And everybody thought way ago when this was first popular, probably 20 years ago, that pheromones would be picked up and, you know, the pheromone perfumes worked on the same principle that people would, you know, secretly get this signal and suddenly they'd be drawn to you without even knowing why. Right, so I've been talking about this all week because a TikToker did a video saying, like talking about vaping and gave it the catchy name, vaping, vaping, who knows which one it is. And all of a sudden it went wild. So I've been on Women's Hour, I did my column on it. And I have to say the general mood on this is disgust. It's like, what, why would I want to smell like that? Yeah. Which and is- I, it's, it's confusing only because the act of getting the smell would be, uh, you know, something weird to do right before you go out to dinner. You know, it seems like the the process is a little bit unnerving, but I mean, I get it. I, I mean, I don't know that I get it. It would just have to be a really great smell, you know? Well, and the thing is about, this is what this is what made me laugh about it. Well, well what horrified me really with people saying, oh, yuck, that's disgusting. That a healthy vagina is, the smell of a healthy vagina is very subtle. It smells slightly sweet. So if your vagina is so strong and off-putting that people are going to be going, what the hell is that? Then there is something wrong. You need to trot along to see your doctor to find out whether you've got a sort of STI, some kind of vaginal infection, because all these things affect the smell of your vagina. So if it is off-putting and so strong that people actually notice it, there is a bit of a problem, right? But can I just say that it doesn't work on a pheromone level. This does not work on that level because animals can sense pheromones and that it does incite sexual arousal in animals, but we lack some organ that's in the top of our, the roof of our mouth. So we can't sense it. So all this research on pheromones is turns out to be absolute rubbish, which is a bit disappointing. I mean, I will say I do love when a man wears like a really good cologne. I don't know that I would want him to be, I, I would like him to buy what he wears from a very nice store, <laughs> you know, like a really good store, a high-end store, something musky, oaky. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe this is this, I mean, was this kind of like a hoax or it, can it really work? I mean, does no. it, so, no, no, the, no. So, the, so the whole thing is is not, so, so what's the, what are we telling? Are we telling people to trot along or to go ahead and try it out? 
Okay, so I wrote about this 22 years ago in my first book, right? I didn't call it babbing, is that's a new catchy name, but I just thought it was something sexy to do. And we were all mad about pheromones then, so we was all G-spot pheromones, whatever. But I still think it's a fantastic thing to do okay. for psychological reasons, because the whole act of dipping a finger inside of your vagina and putting a secretion behind your ear before you go out is such a deliberate, conscious, blatant thing to do, right? You are going to walk out the door to meet somebody in a completely different frame of mind than somebody who just plonks on a bit of lipstick and store-bought perfume and thinks, oh, well, maybe I'll meet someone tonight, right? Because you're going out there and you're, you're thinking, I really want to meet someone and maybe... I'll have sex with them. It's a very, you know, it, it makes you go out there in a completely different frame of mind, which means that you'll touch more, you'll make more eye contact. People who desire sex act differently. You'll flirt more. And all of these things will get you more attention. So on that level, on a psychological level, I think it is such a provocative thing to do that it does work. It really would work. See you on Friday night. I'll tell you how it goes. I mean, I, I get it. I'm, I, it's going to be a push for me. I'm going to be honest, but I'm going to I'm going to think about it. I think what you're saying is it's an intentional act hmm. prior to going out that says like I'm a, I'm a little bit on the edge tonight, and I'm and I'm going for something. And the first yeah. thing I'm going to do is start by putting a special spot, special smell on the back of my ear. Who cares what shoes you wear? You know, like don't overthink your outfit. Just try this. <laughs> Listen. The- the Listen, other thing how about, about you it? try it? Oh, you're married. You can't. Oh, I've tried it. I've tried it loads of times. I've been doing it forever. Listen, the whole thing about it is that it's an aphrodisiac, okay? Got it. And it's, if you're, you know, the women who are going to embrace this are women who are really into sex and, and don't mind advertising it, right? If you're somebody who's a little low libido and a bit nervous about sex, if you do this, it is such a sort of daring thing to do, such an outrageous thing to do for lots of people. It makes you turn yourself and like, hey, no one else knows what I've done, but I know what I've done. And I'm now a sex goddess. And the other thing I like about it is it sort of celebrates the vulva. Like I've been a sex educator for 30 years and spent the whole a lot of it reassuring women about their genitals. Yes, you look okay. Yes, you smell okay. By doing this, you're not just saying, yeah, I probably smell okay. You're going, I smell amazing. So amazing. I'm gonna ditch the Chanel and I'm gonna wear this. I, I like it for that reason. I love it. I, I love it. We're going to try it. But I'm our, and, and is there anything else on vaping or vaping? Because the second question I, I really need to dig into. So we need to have time. <laughs> no. Um, the other thing is going back to the original question, though, can you tell? I think on a conscious level, no, you can't. But I think if you got called on it, I mean, I just can't imagine somebody saying, hang on, what is, what is that I'm smelling? I think you should be, you know, like, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. But I think if anyone did call you on it, the sort of partner you want to be attracted, like the kind of person you want to attract would be impressed, I oh, would say. Someone and that's open, were, open to it. Yes. Otherwise, they're going to be really fuddy-duddy and, God, that's a fuddy-duddy thing to say, isn't it? Really like, I don't know, if you're interested in sex and you do this and somebody's like, oh, I think that's disgusting, they're not going to be a great lover, are they? I'm only looking for people that want me to do that. That's what I'm deciding <laughs> exactly. from here. Exactly. <laughs> yes. This is, the, this is the new line. Do you mind smelling behind my ear and telling me what you think? Thank you so much. I'll tell you later what the surprise is. Right. You try okay. it out. Report back right. next week. I'll report back. Great. Or right. how about I'll have some of my more like slutty friends do it? I'm still, I'm still not sure. Be... I'm not, I'm not there it's yet not though. It's not slutty. It's not slutty, but you have to be kind of edgy. I'm not edgy yet. 
I'm working towards it, but I'm not Dear fully edgy. I've just got I'm just, surprised. Give Kelsey. me some time. Give me some time. All right. Okay. okay. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay. Here we go. This is a very important question. Very important for everybody. Here we go. I'm a 44-year-old attractive fit woman, but never really been in a proper relationships. And because of this, I lack experience in the bedroom. I can honestly say I don't know how to give basic things like a hand job. And this is stopping me from dating men. It's so embarrassing. Any tips on where I can learn how to do this? I mean, talk to us, Tracy. <laughs> well, how, I mean, this isn't unusual. This really isn't an unusual question. There are so many women out there who, who are really sexually smart, who aren't confident giving a hand job. And I think it's because it's something that the minute you start having sex, hand jobs get relegated to the side and you go straight for intercourse or oral. So I think, and, and I think men, we all know men masturbate, so they're very good at doing it to themselves. So I think women get a bit like nervous about it. But I would say, first up, um, if you go onto my website for any technique thing, if you go onto my website, tracycox.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-C-O-X, and just type in hand job technique or oral sex technique, loads of stuff will come up. So there's lots of detail there. But I want to say something about inexperience because everybody worries about, I'm not experienced enough in bed, and this is really going to put people off. It so won't. The only thing you need to be the best lover that anyone's ever had is to be enthusiastic and to really want to be there. If you get into bed with somebody and you've never had sex before and you just let them know that you are turned on by them, you're really open to everything, you're curious, you're willing to give pleasure and receive pleasure, that's all you need. Technique can be learned really easily. So don't worry too much about it. The other thing I would say about technique is that there is no, I can give you some basics, but there's no real technique that works for, there's basics that work for everybody, but there's not any sort of thing that's going to make every single person that you sleep with go, wow, this is amazing. So what works for Mark might not work for Michael. So you might have, I mean, I, for instance, pride myself on having the best oral sex technique in the world, but shock yeah, we horror. Should, we should pattern that. <laughs> we should. But I have had in my past men go, yeah, yeah. and I was like, what do you mean? You're like, I'm so an you, expert. I'm an expert. Me, do you know who I am? Exactly. And I know, but I was, you know, so you've always got to tailor it to the person. And the other thing you have to do is you have to tailor it to the penis because all penises have a certain number of nerve endings, right? It's all the same number. So if you've got a small penis, you've got a very concentrated amount of nerve endings. If you've got a large penis, they're more spread out. So if you're giving a hand job to somebody who's got a big penis, you would 
use a firmer stroke and a faster stroke. If you're giving it to somebody who's got a small penis, you would use a gentler stroke and a softer stroke and maybe a bit slower. So you need to do that. Now, the best way to find out what your particular man likes is to ask him to demonstrate. And oh, boy. <laughs> would really? you do that? I mean, I would. I just feel like in the moment, I'd, I guess, yes. I mean, I'll possibly after a glass of wine, yes. Yes, I would say, <laughs> just tell me what that sounds like. Excuse me, before I begin... Why don't you show me what you like best? Yeah. Look at that. Now, Went you're well. probably not going to do it on the first day, right? Or the first time you sleep with somebody. It's probably something you're going to do two or three times in. But it does give you an idea because men tend to use two different techniques. They either put a thumb on one side and all their fingers on the other side, and then they are and grip it, and then either shake it or move their hands up and down, right? I'm doing hand gestures here. Just so you know, my, Babe, you can't my, see. is this the first episode? Am I going to make it? This is everything. <laughs> Keep going. I'm going to need you to draw a diagram. Uh-huh. This, the second technique is using a loose fist and just moving it up and down the penis. Most guys use the loose fist, so if in doubt, go for that one. But the basic technique, right, first of all, use two hands, one at the base of the penis and one to you to work on him because otherwise it's like bobbing for apples. It's going to be all over the place. The second one, which is a must for, for hand jobs, a dry hand job feels disgusting. And we can vouch for that as women. There is nothing worse than somebody touching you if you're not lubricated. So you want to use saliva. You want to use some of the pre-ejaculatory fluid and make sure that's all spread out nicely over the penis. And when you get to know each other well, you use lube, okay? Have loads of lube. If, if you use lube, you can do whatever. It, it is amazing. Why yes. do you say once you get to know each other? Well, I wouldn't imagine. I'm pretty confident, but I'd probably feel a bit weird dragging out a big tube of lube from my hand by the first time. Oh, so it's almost like, oh, that's so weird. I can't believe I'm giving you a hand job. Let me pull out my Costco size yes. lube. Like I do this every day with different people. I got it. You want to yeah. be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this has happened. Yes, exactly. Then by the third time you're, yeah, the third time you're like, I'm prepared because I've always been prepared. And he's like, <laughs> I know it depends on the size of the jar too. If it's a really big one, he's going to go, whoa, sister. I know. Oh okay. my God. I remember... Oh, actually, I'm not going to tell that story later, Why? later off camera, because it's a bit too rude. Okay, so going back to the hand job story. No, not the hand job story, the hand job technique. She's throwing me off already, this woman. So the basic stroke is to make a loose fist, pull it up and down over the penis, and you close your fist as you go over the head. Now, the head of the penis is the most sensitive. So get into the rhythm of doing that. And then what you want to do once you feel happy about this is you add a little twist and the twist that you're going to do. So you're going up the shaft. When you get to the head, when you get to the bit which separates the head, where the head and the shaft join, you'll see a little sort of stringy bit on the underside of the penis called the frenulum. Now, this is where all the nerve endings are. And this is the bit that feels great. So you're pulling your hand up the shaft. And when you get to that bit, you're doing a little twirl, a little twist with your hand up over the head and comes back down another little twist. So that's what feels really, really good. And it's a really simple technique and it works every single time. I just wish that this was a video podcast because if you could see Tracy showing <laughs> me over Zoom and I'm also going with her to practice here. I'm so glad. The twist that, you know, I have heard, I have heard through yep. my girlfriends, the salt and pepper technique is used quite often, like you're cracking pepper. Yeah. You yeah. guys can't see me right now, but I'm pretending to crack pepper. And yeah. Tracy was doing something similar, in case you want to know. 
this is wonderful information. And the other thing I should say, if hand jobs aren't your thing, and lots of people just don't like doing them, oh, their partner takes so long, their hands nearly drop off, right? Buy what's called a stroker. Have you heard of a stroker? No, but I do love that. I feel like everybody knows how to manually take care of themselves better than anybody else could, right? Yeah, yeah. So they that's do, why I feel like hand jobs are kind of not out, but they seem like you kind of leave that to everybody's own devices. But not it's anymore because we know. I know, it's but a I just shame, I think that yeah. But keep going. Keep going, because yeah. now so, we have a, a device called the stroker. Yeah, we Who have knew? a device yeah. called a stroker. They are male masturbatory sleeves, but they're not the ones that look like vaginas. They're sort of like made of silicone, a bit textured, and they're a sleeve, so you, you put loads of lube on the penis, they slip on side of the penis with the textured, textured nodules on the inside, and you just move them up and down. And can I just tell you, I do a sex toy range, as you know, And when I had to test one of these, I remember Love Honey saying to me, can you ask some of your friends? Because I insisted on testing all my toys and all my friends. And I just said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. No one's going to, I mean, no one will be able to use these. Honest to God, not one of them came back. People were like, what is this? This is the best thing I've ever, ever, ever felt. So if you really want to deliver a hell hand job and you don't like doing it and, you know, it takes ages, add one of these and your job will be done in two minutes. Well, I think this is the best thing that we've heard so far on this podcast. And I would like everyone to go to your website and purchase one, because I think for all my married friends who are hashtag over it, this would be a great gift for everybody. So let's go ahead and get those in the stockings for the holiday season, because I think everybody would win. I'm looking forward to you mailing me one as your co-host to try out all sorts of products that Tracy Oh, absolutely. This is going to be great. Okay. We're going to go to the third question that I already have an opinion about it, but I'm going to try to keep an open mind, which is not easy for me, but here we go. My new partner goes into baby speak when he wants sex. He puts on this stupid voice and says things like, Willie wants his whittle played with, or Willie wants to be naughty and wants hanky panky. He thinks it's funny, but it's such a turnoff. How do I get him to stop without hurting his feelings? I'll tell you, I just think you should hurt his feelings, but that's not the right answer. That's why you're the expert and I am where I am. So, Do you know, um, when I got that, I thought, you can tell where the questions come from when people write them in it. And that has to be from the UK. Tell me they don't call penises whittles and willies. No, I've never, I don't, I don't, I thought it was like a poem. Willie wanted whittle waddle. I didn't even know what it, I don't even know what that sentence is. And then hanky panky, we don't say hanky panky. We don't say whittle. We don't say what waddle. do you say? What what's what's like jokey? You want to ha- you want to get it on? You want to have sex? No, no, no. What's a name for the penis? A funny name? We just go. We go just old school. I, I don't think we can cuss here, but we just stick yeah. with the regular All names. Right, okay. There's well, no uh, a- there's no nickname here. I mean, sometimes the guys might name it something. Mm. They might some some guys will like have a name for it. You know, like their own mm. personal identifier. But I don't know anybody that calls it. Willie or Widdle. God, everybody in the UK does, seriously. They call it a willy? Well, not everybody in the UK. That's a terrible thing. Well, they, yeah, whittle, willy. No, we're, gr- we're grosser. Us, yeah, no, um, there's nothing wrong with us. We say, like, we, like, use dirty words. So. Oh, yeah, so everyone does it'd, here as well. It'd but be baby nicer. talk. I can't do baby, baby talk. Baby talk is so, I know, I was about to say, it's so divisive, isn't it? Because some couples absolutely love it, and I have to say, if you're a couple who love it, fine, but probably don't do it around other people yeah. because it is it is one of those things that people love or they don't love. But I have to say, I hate the word babe. I hate people saying, hey, babe, will you do? I was like, ugh. But then I was with a couple recently and they called each other babe. I call, I, I do babe. 
Damn. Well, see, with that, it sounded all right. So I think it's the person and the delivery, isn't it? Babe and baby are different mm. to me. Babe is like, hey, babe. But mm. I don't know about baby. Like, oh, no, baby's awful. Yeah. Baby's okay. awful. So what do you right, do? Okay. What, is so, it, what, is, what does she say to well, him? Well, the thing is, as much as baby talk might be fun, I cannot see how anyone could be so deluded to think that Willie wants his whittle played with would literally turn someone on. So <laughs> you have to think to yourself. Well, I had a few questions about this. Number one is, does he only do it when he initiates? Because if he only does it when he's, he initiates, and you say it's a new relationship, it could be that he's just nervous asking you for sex. He probably hasn't worked out how much you naturally want sex. And it's all a bit of a, oh, I'm not quite sure if I should ask this or, you know, try it on now, but I will. So a bit of a, a sort of shy, nervous thing. And maybe, just maybe, once he did the baby talk and you said yes. So maybe once he did the baby talk and you said yes, and he seized on that and gone, wow, this really turns her on. And you'd be amazed, Kelsey, how many couples do that? Like if you said to your partner, you know, you liked your, you know, left toes sucked when you had an orgasm, you will get your left toes sucked until you're 99, until you tell your partner differently. Right, so it could have been that. they take it as a sign, like, oh, I'm doing something right here, so let's keep yeah. doing it. And you're like, I was just engaged, I was just giving you that one, that one time, and now how do I get out of it? Exactly. So you, it's important to, mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend who got a Louis Vuitton handbag, and she hates Louis Vuitton, I hope we don't get sued for this. And she did, instead of saying, you know what, <laughs> I don't really like Louis Vuitton, she didn't say anything. She now has 10 Louis Vuitton accessories to go with that handbag. She should have spoken up. Right. Anyway, it's like that with sex. Now, what happens during sex? Does he drop the baby talk then or any, and get into it and really lose himself in lust? Or is he all still a bit giggly and jokey? And Because if he is still giggly and jokey, then you need to look at, well, you know, Look at his family. Were they jokey and awkward about sex? Just where is this all? Why is he so subconscious for a start? It also sounds to me like he's infantizing himself. Like it's, I don't, I don't want to have sex with mm. someone that's playing the part of young. No. I don't, I don't want that. Well, no one does, do they? It's creepy. Mm-mm. And yeah, maybe there might be something sinister going on. I, but you say... It, going back to the question, she says he thinks he's being funny. So I don't get Oh, uh, right. Maybe it's that. just like how he, it, he doesn't have a way to say, hey, I'd love to have sex. So he has to mm. somehow go into a different spot or pretend to be someone different because him mm. as himself can't just ask for it. So he's like, I'll try this or I'll try silly or I'll try funny or... Yeah. I don't think it's the mark of a confident man at all. But, I mean, this is all, I don't know whether she wants to stay with him or whether she just wants to have good sex with him because the other direct approach would be to say to him and always, I always put a bit of a white line whenever I'm going to do a criticism. because it always, Yeah, well, it helps, doesn't it? So you could say to him, it is so cute when you talk like that and it really makes me laugh, but it doesn't actually turn me on or put me in the mood for sex. But what would turn me on is if you talk dirty. Now, that would turn me on so it's kind of a gentle way of saying stop doing it it's not working for me but kind of sweetly I hope whoever wrote I hope whoever wrote in just wrote that down that's exactly what you do Mm. I love when you do that but if you ever do it again nothing's ever going to happen okay (laughs) no that's perfect that's perfect (laughs) right well that's it we finished for the day for the one, our first podcast, you are hilarious. Now, anyone who wants to, who is game enough after listening to this, to send in a question, you need to, I think we, we say it at the outro, but send it to us 
sextalkpod.com, all treated anonymously. We would try very hard not to laugh too much and um, it's all done in good humour. And you were brilliant, Kelsey, as I knew you would be. So I'm already looking forward to next week. No, thank you. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. It's something we should talk about. I would love for sex to be something that we value a little bit more. I didn't grow up in a place where we were able to talk about this stuff. I'm sure my family is cringing. I'm praying my kids don't even know I'm doing this. I think it's important because it's stuff that we all talk about behind closed doors or we talk about after two glasses of wine. And Mm. thank you for making it normal because it turns out this is a very normal thing to do. I didn't know that until now, but it happens that everybody's (laughs) doing it. So I appreciate it. And I think we have a lot to learn and to just change the way we we speak about it would Absolutely. be helpful for a lot of people. So thanks for having me. And what's your homework? What am I supposed to do? Oh, I'm supposed to, am I vabbing? <laughs> I got yes. a vab. Oh God, it's the one I don't want to do. I, w- I want to try the, um, I'd rather try All the right. sleeve. I want the sleeve toy. Okay. Please. All right. I'll send you the sleeve toy. You can try it out. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.